Well, we've been talking about these big ideologies um, that have been completely uh, shaping and dominating our culture right now. We've talked yeah. about uh, postmodernism. We've talked about Marxism. And then we've also looked into the critical theories, which, uh, which try and reveal uh, hidden assumptions and um, try and reveal... Um, yeah, these biases in society that are supposedly there, and um, they're kind of like sophisticated conspiracy theories, really, is what they yeah. are, um, where there's just this shadowy group of people um, that are perpetuating oppression, and you could be perpetuating oppression and not even know it, yeah. you know? Um, and, you know, even if you're not doing anything intentionally, you're a part of that system, and it's seeks to uproot everything, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and some of those things are probably true, right? There's probably, like, right. implicit biases we have. But totally. the solution is destroy the entire system, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, completely remake it into, you know, communism or whatever. Right. It, it, often, <laughs> the solution is never often given. Yes. It's just, like, it's you need all to bad. give us Get power. Yeah. You, have, you know, give these certain people power so they can remake it in their own image. Totally. And... That's terrifying. But. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, be sure to watch the videos on those, too. Yeah. Um, and then today we're going to be talking about gender studies. So, uh, Brandon, tell us, what is gender studies and how is gender studies different from feminism? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're obviously they're, they're, they're very related. And in a lot of these, to these terms that we're using, just so if, in case you're not clear, fat studies, queer theory, all these things, these are not our terms. Um, I would have never called something fat studies or <laughs> yeah. queer theory. Um, so these are just terms that are used in the academy, right? Yeah. So that's, that's all we're doing here. So gender studies, um, you know, we talked a lot about these kinds of topics over the last year. So I was considering, should we even include this in this series? I think, I think it's important to include it, but we're not going to deal with all of the ins and outs of this. So if you, if you want to check out our video on, it's just titled Transgenderism and Christianity, that's a great video. We kind of go through a lot of scriptures in terms of how we should approach that topic. Um, also, our video, Should a Christian Use Preferred Pronouns, I think is super helpful yeah. in addressing one of the most pressing issues, which is, well, how do I interact with somebody who views reality this way as if they are the opposite sex of how God created them? Right, like but, not, nowadays, I feel like that's a very prevalent question. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm always asking it. it yeah. Right. Um, and I've seen a lot of people actually recently change their views mm -hmm. to actually align with the view that what we propose, which yeah. is not unique to us. But a lot of people who are saying, oh, man, I used to take mm -hmm. I used to think this was loving. And now I realize it's actually destructive. So well, with all this stuff, right, we we're kind of slowly learning that you start to indulge it a little bit and then they just pull you in more and more and more and it's never totally. enough until you, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So gender studies, to get to your question, yes. is what it sounds like, right? And it's, it's based on this idea that gender is a social construct and it's the examination of gender and especially gender stereotypes in cultures, right? Yeah. And if you combine postmodernism and how it's undermined any objective truth, with the development of these critical theories, it's natural that gender would be the next thing to be undermined mm -hmm. as a category of objective truth. Right. And so um, we've dealt with this topic when we discuss queer theory and we talk about feminism, but I think the transgender movement is such a huge movement that deserves to be treated more specifically in terms of, I don't want to deal necessarily with all the passages on it mm -hmm. as much as I do about how we're seeing it in, in our culture and why that's so important and why it's so destructive. Right. So there's actually been a shift in our culture in terms of feminism 
moving from that to gender studies more generally, mm-hmm. because I, I heard for the first time yesterday, after we had already filmed right our our talk on third wave feminism, I mm-hmm. heard the term fourth wave feminism <laughs> and how that's now starting to be used yeah. because... It's hard to keep up. <laughs> yeah, because again, and Mike can kind of address this, but it's it's more and more becoming a reality is that gender studies essentially is denying that men and women exist as any sort of objective category. Mm. So now we just hear about the gender spectrum. Mm-hmm. So the gender binary would be men and women. That's bad, right? There's not right. such a thing as a binary. There's a whole spectrum, a whole rainbow of different shades yep. of everything, right? There is male and female, but there's also everything in between, which we've talked about a little bit before. But yeah. um, And these categories of men and women are, are not real. They're just made up to uh, oppress people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the idea. Yeah. And of course, there's always a game that's played with, uh, you know, now we talk about sex and gender as being separate things. Those terms have always meant the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's this thing in language called synonyms. Mm-hmm. And they're when a word is different, but it actually mm-hmm. means the same thing as another word. So that, those have always been synonyms. Right. And now we try to act as if gender has always meant something different from sex. Mm-hmm. So we say sex is the physical reality, but gender is this thing that's malleable and it's culturally based and all these things. Right. But then we also try to argue, our culture does, that this uh, gender can also then cause you to change your physical sex right it's completely convoluted and ridiculous but it's it's playing fast and loose with language to the destruction of people well the, the more that we get into all this stuff I and mean, we might touch on more of this in this video but you see how all these different ideologies are in such conflict with one another Right, like yeah. the idea, like oh, uh, uh, boys can they should be wear, be able to wear girls' clothing or whatever, and then the second they do, it's like, well, you're probably transgender. You yeah. probably are, you know. Yeah, so, and we'll we'll get to that exactly. yeah, for sure. Right. So, so these uh, first, just some examples in our culture, because it's shocking to me that a lot of people still don't really see this. You know, they they hear some guys like us talking about, they're like, oh, it's these mm-hmm. these conservative guys, just like. Right. You know, going crazy over nothing. Mm-hmm. Does this even ever happen? Mm-hmm. I was just talking to someone, and he he brought up Drag Queen Story Hour with a, with a more liberal friend, and the friend was like, "That doesn't even happen." <laughs> and if it it's is, like, it's a good thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we should fight for the right to do it, and it's secret. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people. There's a lot of people that just they're so right. their head is so in the sand, and maybe that's yeah. you watching. Mm-hmm. I know when I was a college student, we got a lot of college students watching. When I was a college student, I was very unaware politically. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, everything's going good in the world. Yeah. So I had to start learning and, and reading on my own. And if you go to UC Santa Cruz, it's very likely that you're only hearing liberal sources. Mm-hmm. So they're going to tell you what you what they want you to hear. Mm-hmm. But the examples are legion. I mean, I. There's so many different examples we could point to, right? From obviously the transgender athlete push, which is happening. A lot of men beating a lot of women yep. in a lot of sports, but they call themselves women, so it's okay. Right. Um, weightlifting. Those the the. Did you see this this uh, video of the man? Bra- clearly a man, like yeah. extremely masculine, <laughs> breaking the women's record as a quote unquote woman, and the record holder was watching him. And the record holder was also a man. Wow. <laughs> but I think that man had long hair. So he was at least, you know, giving a little bit of effort to it. Oh, but my like, goodness. That is a crazy thing, right? And yeah. it was a, I think the guy who broke it was an older man. So he wouldn't have been wow. able to compete in the male's, male division. But he went in and broke the women's world record. Right. Um, there's transgender prisoners, right? This is becoming a common thing because yeah, most sad. prisoners are men. And the if you're going to go, yeah, if you go to a male prison, 
well, you could be right. You could be abused. You could be beaten. But if you're a man and you go to a women's prison, then you can be the the top Abuser, dog because right. you have more physical strength um, on average. Mm-hmm. New York Post had an article. This is from April fourteenth, twenty twenty two. New Jersey women's prison inmates pregnant after sex with transgender prisoner. So again, this in the world's view, right? In, in this new way of thinking, a woman had sex with other women and had a baby. Right. Wow. How did that happen? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Right. And of course, what's what happened? This is in the Edna, Edna Mahan Correctional Facility in New Jersey, mm-hmm. but um, two different inmates have become pregnant, and it seems like it, they, they, they're arguing that it was consensual. But there's been a lot of accounts of these men oh, dressed as women raping other raping women in the in these prisons, and just in the last few weeks, right, we had a pregnant man, mm-hmm. quote unquote, on the cover of Glamour magazine in honor of Pride Month, the holy month of Pride, yes. and Target pushing transgender clothing for children with some clothing items that said Satan respects pronouns. They're, they're explicitly satanic. We could talk about all the men who have won Woman oh, of the Year awards. Yeah. So it turns out that men are actually the best women out there. I guess so. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, and people are well, saying, right, the patriarchy wins. If there is some right. conspiracy to degrade and devalue women, what better way than for men to come and to mm-hmm. receive all the accolades yeah. of being a woman? Yeah. It's just, it's crazy right now. Well, I just want to add to something that you kind of touched on a second ago, um, which is the idea that like there, there was a while ago where like these ideals were popping up and there were some Christians sounding the alarm, right? Saying, you know, if we go along with this, it'll lead to this, 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 and this. And for all you college students, again, specifically, I was one of those people who said, you know, I think the Christians are like, we can make too big a deal of some things. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's no way it'll snowball to that level. The idea of like transgenderism a little while ago, like even my liberal friends, yeah. you know, would be like, no, that's not going to happen. Look where we are, you know, like yeah. look what this whole month is like dedicated to, you know, and like the kind of parades that are in the streets, you know, and yeah. how this is affecting our children. And yeah, it's, um, you know, when you go along with sin, it's never going to stop, yeah. right? There's never going to be a point where people are like, okay, you know, we're, we're done sinning at this point. We won't go there. Like, no, it'll always go Well, further. idols always demand more sacrifices. Yes. They yeah. always demand more. Mm-hmm. So you think you can go a little ways, and then they say, no, you need to put that on the altar too. You need mm-hmm. to put that until you've given everything you possibly can. Yeah. Right? So, and especially with just even something as as minor as, saying something untrue Mm -hmm. that never ends Mm -hmm. if there's people in your life that are pressuring you to say something untrue to believe something untrue Mm -hmm. you need to draw a clear line with them and say in love that you're not going to go along with that because the truth matters yeah even if they if they go well why does it matter who cares why does it hurt you Mm -hmm. the truth always matters and so we stand for the truth yeah that that argument of you know how does it hurt you how does it affect you right we you know, I think there were a lot of people who used to believe that. And now yeah. I would hope that more and more people are seeing like it will hurt you. It will affect you. It will affect your family, your children. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, there was, again, not to get this like a million things we could point yeah. to, but these, these pride, uh, parades that were happening earlier mm-hmm. in June, um, there was accounts, you know, a video, you see it of mm-hmm. people passing out sex toys to children at a quote unquote family friendly pride event. Yeah. Um, you know, men with their, 
you know, butts displayed. It's like, how do you say it, right? <laughs> know, yeah. um, you know, spanking each other, like all sorts of yeah. things where you're just like, okay, now I wish I had never seen that. But we have to be honest that this is what is happening mm-hmm. publicly and brazenly. Yeah. And there's an agenda behind it. And we'll get to that in a second. But before we get to that, I, mm-hmm. I, I think, okay, so in terms of gender studies and this feminism and transgender mm-hmm. ideology, mm-hmm. the point you made earlier is a good one. These are philosophically mutually exclusive categories. Yes. They are. So, and this is what's so incredible to me is how people can profess to be both a feminist and to be pro-transgender. Right. And they don't see that these movements, they're at odds in every point except for one. And that one point that they have in common is that they hate scripture and traditional values, right? Right. Moral values. Mm -hmm. Other than that, feminism and transgenderism are opposite, right? Think about Mm -hmm. it. So again, feminism, we defined it in third wave feminism. We're not talking about the right to vote for women, okay? (laughs) We're talking about this, you know, radically uh, pro-abortion, pro-promiscuity, women should essentially be worse versions of men. the worst versions of the worst men, I guess is how I right. say it. But feminism would say that women and men are basically the same, right? That a woman can do anything that a man can do. Mm-hmm. And it would say that women aren't defined by certain culturally determined things like liking the color pink or cooking, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yeah. And there's a lot of truth to that, right? There's a lot of truth to that, that those things are culturally defined. And so it's not as if those things make you a woman. Right. Um, the, the, one of the problems that we see in feminism, though, is that it tends to degrade the good things that set women apart from men. Yeah. One of those fundamental things, obviously, is, is bearing and raising children. Yeah. Women how, are how specifically, that yeah. Now? Yeah. Women are specifically designed for quite possibly the most important, one of the most important tasks yeah. of humankind, which is bearing and raising children. They have these incredible superpowers in that in that realm right their bodies are fine-tuned in so many ways it's amazing having seen uh my wife you know give birth and the way that she could care for the kids so feminism tends to define women uh, the value the things that are valued in women the aspirations Mm -hmm. of women are essentially masculine values right that are then placed on women who by and large are never going to excel as much in those same things and, and as a result, women always end up being essentially second-class men. Hmm. That's what feminism does to, to women. It says, yeah. don't care about things that are actually built into you, like mm-hmm. having kids or caring for people or whatever. Yeah. You should want to be in a STEM field or a high-powered CEO or right. whatever, whatever, right? And none of those things are sinful for a woman to do. Don't hear me saying that. Mm-hmm. But most women aren't built that way. Yeah, Most women don't have yeah. the physical strength of men or the the incredible drive to accomplish that a lot of men do, yeah. right? Men are meant to be those builders, the providers, protectors. Mm-hmm. Women aren't as good at being firefighters or yeah. at being uh, military, again, by and large. We're talking right. about, you know, there's a range of, of aptitudes. But so feminism, you know, defines men and women this way, and it tends to, I think, devalue womanhood. But get back to the original point, it says that those kind of external things don't make you a woman or not. And in that regard, it's right. Mm-hmm. Then transgender comes, transgenderism <laughs> comes along and says the opposite. Yeah. Right? It says that if you feel a certain way as, as a man, mm-hmm. you must be a woman. Yeah. So the, the question, the, the natural question we all should ask is to these men who say they feel like a woman, mm-hmm. what does a f- feeling like a woman mean? 
Like, can you define that for me? What is it that's so clear, so objective that you can say, I'm actually a woman? Mm -hmm. And what they'll point to, if they can point to anything, Mm -hmm. is... I like pink and I like to cook. And <laughs> it's like a caricature. It's a caricature right? of women. Yeah. So you yeah. take on this ridiculous stereotype of what it means to be a woman. Yeah. It's always the most extreme, ridiculous versions, right? So look yeah. at every drag queen. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not like subtle like yeah. like women can be in their beauty. They're this ridiculous over the top caricature of woman. It's it's woman face. Oh, right. Yeah. Like black it face. Is. It's woman face. Um yeah. Well, I yeah, I, I would just say it's it's so um it's so interesting because you see a lot of parents doing this evil to their children, yeah, right? Yeah. Who are obviously so impressionable. And what you see happening is it used to be, it's like, oh, you conservatives or whatever. Like my kid's a boy, but like he can play with a doll. It's like, yeah. okay, you know, but it turns out that like, it's the people who are pushing transgenderism that are, like are pushing the stereotypes, right? Yeah. Because you see these parents that are like, well, when my son played with that doll, that's when I knew that he was transgender. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> so you know, I thought, to, I thought you were telling on, me that yeah. just boys could do that. Apparently not. You yeah, know? apparently it's, not. So it's, it's this ridiculous, they're, again, they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. You can't say the one thing and then also believe the other. Right. You know, I saw a meme saying something, you've probably seen the meme, but something to the effect of, it's a traditional view, women should wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. Feminist view, anyone can wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. And then transgender view, whoever washes the dishes is a woman. Yeah. Wow. And that's what you're talking about, right? Like, yeah. as soon as you pick up that doll, you are now a woman. Yeah. Because a woman is defined by a stereotype. It's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. So, the only, again, the only thing they have seem to have in common feminism and transgenderism, radical feminism and uh, gender studies and transgenderism is that they, want the destruction of traditional values. Yeah. And they're typically, again, opposed to specifically Christianity mm-hmm. is yeah. what it seems like. Well, and, you know, to you have to speak to that too, right? If you have these women who um, maybe their more natural bent would uh, be to the more traditional lifestyle, right? Like, oh, yeah. they might, you know, want to just have a family and raise kids. But if the world is telling them like, no, 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 that's bad. What you want to do is you want to, just be a CEO or something like that. Right. Well then if they go down that path, I think what a lot of women are sadly finding that they're not feeling fulfilled and then they're at a point in their life where maybe sadly they can't have kids anymore or they just realize that, um, you know, they're not feeling fulfilled in that lifestyle at all, you know, and because they bought into the lies of the world that you have to do these, you know, more typically masculine things to be happy. And so women are getting to their fifties and they're looking at their life and they're going, yeah, like I look, I've accomplished everything and I can be proud of, but they don't feel satisfied. Yeah. And, and it's because again, this, this lie that we're giving and we're going back to feminism, but right. is, you know, that if you want, if you have these sort of stereotypical masculine traits, you're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And they're even often like traits that I wouldn't encourage in men, yeah. promiscuity being one, right. but also this worship of your work. Mm-hmm. While men are more, I think they should be focusing on their work more than women. Mm-hmm. They're they still shouldn't worship their work and find find you know satisfaction fully yeah. in it. But yeah, people get to the age of fifty and they're going, I have nothing left. Mm-hmm. I'm I I'm empty and I'm depressed and right. it's very very sad because they bought what the world was selling. Yeah. And our hope is that for you, young men and women, I know a lot of you listening to this, like I said, our college students. 
don't, don't believe this. See through it. It's so obviously untrue. Yeah. Yeah. Look at those in your life who have followed these different, these different viewpoints and see what the conclusion is of that. Mm-hmm. By and large, are the people that the husband is working hard to provide and the wife is focusing on giving a great life to her kids and, and raising them up. Are those people flourishing? Are they more happy long term mm-hmm. versus those who go this other route and say, I don't, I don't need a man or right. obviously I can change my gender. Those people are some of the most tragic stories because so often they're just chewed up and spit out by the world Mm -hmm. and they're just completely broken. It's very tragic. Hmm. So we should talk though some basic principles for how to approach this. Um, So so, so some basic principles. So one is, and I think we've made this clear in past videos, but it needs to be said again, which is Christians, as we've said, can agree that race is a social construct. Mm -hmm. So we don't disagree with critical race theory on that. Mm-hmm. even though there's a lot of problems with critical race theory, but we should vehemently disagree that gender is a social construct or that it's some sort of spectrum of different things. Right. Um, the Bible is so clear about God, the, what the image of God is and that it includes male and female. And again, we go back to Genesis chapter 1 because so many problems in our lives, so many questions that we have could be solved if people just read the first chapter of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and they saw there's a God who created, there's order and beauty and intention. And one of those things that changes everything about how we see humanity is the image of God, right? Genesis one twenty seven, God created man in his own image and the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So male and female is affirmed on the first page of the Bible. Well, it's the second page in my, my Bible, but the first chapter of the Bible. <laughs> and it's affirmed every other step of the way. It's never yeah. changed. There's male and female. And yes, of course, some people struggle with that, just like we struggle with all kinds of things. Right. But the solution to that is not to play God. It's not to try to change your gender. It's to worship God fully and to learn how to appreciate the good gift that he's given to you. And that is the image of God and it's expressed in part through gender. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, you know, because we already touched on the idea that these ideologies are always so in conflict with one another. Right. But then we look to scripture and everything. um, There's just such a harmony there. Right. Like it all agrees with itself. You know, there's never any contradiction in scripture. Yeah. And I don't know. It I, coheres. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's a, that is, a, I think, something that is unique about Christianity yeah. is that it perfectly coheres, mm-hmm. whereas every other worldview breaks down and it becomes illogical and ridiculous. Yeah. So the, the next thing I would say is Christians need to see clearly the agenda that is present in this movement. So at this moment, in this movement, and this is part of the reason why I wanted to touch on this again specifically, is not because this is the most important view, topic in the world, mm-hmm. but because right now in our culture, I think a lot of Christians are unaware that there is an agenda. Yeah. And I, I can't point to the specific people. Um, a lot of these people probably aren't public people, but there are clearly are people that are pushing for something that they know will be destructive to humanity. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, this is something that is led by Satan himself. Satan is yeah. thrilled with what's happening with um, our views of sexuality and gender. Um, so again, I would separate out the people who are suffering and who are mentally ill or have bought into the lies of the culture from those who are leading this movement. Because mm-hmm. always people are going to misconstrue this, right? Right. That I'm saying 
everyone who suffers from this or who is sinning in this way is this vile person. No, I, I think people are deceived mm-hmm. and they're being mistreated by the world. But there are people who understand the destruction that's being caused here. And I think those are many of the people that are pushing for it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think our president is unaware of how much of a lie this is for him to host Dylan Mulvaney and to pretend that this is a woman in front of him or yeah. to push, you know, transgender visibility, whatever, right? He understands. Right. He's, he's, you know, smart enough to mm-hmm. understand that this is destructive. It's a lie. Right. Um, and, and I think what's behind this is, as you said, it's Satan ultimately, right? He's, he is the God of this world in the sense that God's given him a certain amount of control mm-hmm. and he's worshiped. But we also can point to specific things. I, I've been seeing a lot recently. I'm, I'm surprised that people are now becoming more aware of things like ESG scores. Oh, yeah. I, had, yeah. I, haven't, I hadn't heard much about that. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew about that, though. I, but I hadn't heard it in a mainstream way, which, of course, ESG is economic social governance. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea is there's certain big organizations that assign scores to different companies on the yeah. basis of how well they promote diversity in the workplace. And mm-hmm. so companies do things like what Target did um, and what Bud Light did and others. They do that because it allows them to, to raise their score mm-hmm. and therefore it allows them to develop partnerships with different big firms right. that can give them big money, um, financing, whatever. So it, it helps them in a lot of different ways. So essentially you have people who are kind of, I don't know, they're like, these, these people that can can give you a status right. that then opens up or closes doors for you, depending on whether you have it or not. It's pretty crazy. We, uh, we should ask them to come raid our church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonder what our ESG score is. I know. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know, man. I, we can see. Um, but Satan's always been in the business of trying to get people to play God. Yeah. That was his first move. And it, it'll be his last move, and it's every yeah. move in between. It's trying to make you believe, as he said in the garden, mm-hmm. right, that you will be like God. And what better way to, to deceive someone right. and to say that they, they can be like God than to control something that is at your essence, right. something that you can't put, quite put a finger on. It's more than just body parts, and that is mm-hmm. male and female. Yeah, Something about yeah. The, the image of God within you. So that, that's what it's all about. It's about trying to get people to believe that they can be God instead of worshiping the true God. That's the agenda Definitely. behind this. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, too. If people aren't convinced of um, these ideologies, right, then they're going to pressure people to just go along with it, too. Yeah. You yep. know, so there's so many yeah, there's so many reasons why this kind of stuff is becoming so prevalent. And it comes down to these things are idols. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. exactly. The next thing I would say is Christians must refuse to promote lies. And so much of this depends upon everyone going along with it. Everyone being in fear of that powerful company or whatever, that powerful group or political whims, whatever, and therefore promoting the lie. If people stopped promoting the lie, this movement would be done in a minute. Yep. Yeah. Everyone said, nope, that's not, that's not true. Uh, I'm not going to, yeah, (laughs) the emperor has no clothes and that's it. Right. Um, Alexander Solzhenitsyn said it really well. And I think he was talking about you know communism, given his context, but it's true in, in our world as well. He said this, they lie to us, we know they're lying, they know we know they're lying, but they keep lying to us and we keep pretending to believe them. That is unreal, and that's exactly yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Everyone knows this is a lie, and yet for some reason, 
they could tell us, right, the p- certain powerful people, certain, you know, influential people could say that up is down is down is up. They could say that the, the sky is, you know, purple or whatever. And we would agree with them. That's yeah. how we're that's how we're conditioned in our culture. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. And so Christians, if even if everyone else is buying into the lies and promoting the lies and going along with it, Christians have to be those who would refuse to go along with the lies. Right. And none of that again means anything like doing violence or being cruel or rude or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It just means no, I'm not gonna go along with that lie. I'm not gonna wear that right. pin. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put my my pronouns in my bio. I'm not whatever it might be, right? Yeah. No, I'm not gonna endorse this craziness. Yeah. And then the last thing is Christians have to remember that we're playing the long game. Hmm. Because we're talking about real souls, real people, these poor people who've been lied to about their identity, who's who've said that they're on the spectrum and that they can find happiness through drugs or or mutilating their bodies or whatever it might be. Um, many of these people will come back in the future. Mm-hmm. And of course, it'll be so tragic that a lot of them ha- lo- will lose the ability to have kids, right? There's going to be some real yeah. permanent damage here. But there is eternal hope mm-hmm. for these folks, right? right. A, that, that God can redeem these stories, that, they, that they'll be devastated and realize that after all those years of being in this lifestyle, the only people who actually loved them mm-hmm. were the people who told them the truth. 